there, it is Marky. Welcome back to another edition of Five Minutes with You Know Who. Hey, it's a podcast where I talk to a variety of different uh, personalities from around the Colorado LGBTQ movement, various movers, booty shakers, and tastemakers. Just made that up today. And, uh, you know, for me, just an outlet to kind of get more involved and learn more about what uh, is going on in our community and uh, share via this podcast uh, what, uh, you know, kind of what I'm hearing. And to be honest, I got to tell you, it's uh, I'm still pretty new in it, but uh, it's been beyond expectations for me and just how rewarding it's been. And uh, the feedback has been so nice. So thanks to all of you. If you hear somebody bumping the mic right now, that's my that's my cat, Sam, who's my uh, executive producer on this podcast. Uh, feedback's been great. And thanks to uh, so much to all of you who've been uh, helping to uh, share this podcast and push it out on social media. And because uh, it's cool, because I kind of want to keep this little baby podcast uh, growing. Today, talking with uh, one of the people from Out Front Magazine. Of course, you know what that is, Colorado's LGBTQ newspaper. A little bit of history. It was founded in 1976 by Phil Price. He ran it for 10 years. And then Jay Klein and Greg Montoya took over. They ran it for 25 years until 2012 when they turned it over to today's guest, Jerry Cunningham. He's the publisher and owner of... The publisher, in, uh, in Jerry's case, that means he uh, deals a lot with the uh, the advertisers. And he owns the out front along with his partner of 18 years, J.C. McDonald. So let's get into it. Start the clock. It's five minutes with Marky. So out front's one of the longest running LGBTQ publications, right? Yes. Yeah, it's the second oldest independently owned queer media in, I think, the world, but it's safest to say the nation. And my podcast is the shortest running <laughs> right. LGBTQ media. And I just thought we should get together and exchange war stories. Exactly. You know? Very because, similar war stories. Yeah. Because we've both been through so much. Right. Over it, the past six weeks. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so we've all had this situation where we're, we're, we're leaving a coffee shop. Okay. Or we're leaving the gym and we see one of these covers, cannabis issue, spirituality. Oh, bisexuality. Oh, that's a thing. I got to pick this up. Yeah. So how do you guys come up with these things? Do you sit in a room, like a room full of people and say, okay, <laughs> right. who's got ideas? Exactly. We do sit in a room. We do. And we actually do say, does anybody have any ideas? What makes for a, a really good article is something about the community or someone or something that's happening. What's, uh, what's one of your favorite stories that you've published in your time? There's uh, three, actually. Three? Uh, when we first wrote about how our wonderful legislature... Um, killed the civil unions bill. That was an amazing journey story that led to the following year of getting civil unions, which is a whole celebratory story. And then it ultimately led to the Supreme Court ruling last June and just made our lives amazing. So those two stand out? Yeah, it's just, it's the big ones. There's so many, but you know, when you ask it, that's the lowest hanging fruit. I think it's just a beautiful time for us to be living in the queer community. And that's what we're going to be remembered for right now. Like when people look back, 10, 15, 20 years down the road, they're going to go, oh my gosh, you were there when that happened? I mean, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it right now. What was it like? What was it like back then? Right. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to believe we have kids now that don't remember Matthew Shepard, you know? I know, I know, And and don't understand why that was such an important moment. And, And there will be, very soon, kids that 
gay marriage was just that was just always there yeah they won't even know they won't remember when it wasn't there yeah you know? like, so, well, why is that such a big deal yeah. or it, more tragically is this the whole HIV epidemic it's there's kids don't even realize what a huge tragedy that was I mean this epidemic mm-hmm. or, or um, I was talking to Corky a few weeks ago or how about even just to go into a bar you had to sneak in an alley oh yeah yeah and yeah, right. And sometimes, depending on who you were, like for me, I was raised in Arvada. <laughs> I mean, that is Cowtown, Colorado at its best. So, and I was raised by a, a very conservative, Republican, NRA supporting Catholic family. And so I was, it was not, you know, it was not accepted. Yeah. And then the idea of going to a bar, oh my God, the anxiety, just the anxiety. So the Grove, for your listeners who actually know what the Grove is, that was my first gay bar. Where was the Grove? Tell Gosh, me about the well, Grove. Well, we're at Hamburger Mary's right now, and it is, it was literally like two blocks west, uh, you know, where Parallel 17 was, and there's like a, a lime taco. Yep. It was yeah. right there in wow. that little strip of... And what of, year are we talking about? Oh, geez. Uh, 85, 86. For me, the Grove had been there for quite a long time, though, prior to that. I heard you say a few years ago about your advertisers. You said, you don't have to be loyal to my advertisers, but you do have to try them. Yeah. Give them a chance. Yeah, that's so important. Well, there's two things. that When it comes to advertising, I think most people realize... You know, it's it's people that are, they believe in what we're doing, not just out front, but our community. So I have a mantra that says, you know, support those who support you. Support those who support you. Now, I'm not asking you to just unequivocally choose to go there blindly, you know, and, and use their services or buy their products. What we're saying is just try them, you know, because we wouldn't have them in, in our media, in our magazine and online if we didn't believe that they offered a good product or service and we just ask give them a try what's the biggest challenge for Outfront Magazine 2017 that's a great question I can I I think about that a lot and I think you in the industries that you've been from are in you know radio had to evolve you know they say TV killed the radio star well print and media in general um, it's kind of going this through the same thing so digital big, revolution stuff yeah, yeah is how do we evolve how do we make sure that we become... Oh, thank you. By the way, um, I know I already said it. We're at Hamburger Mary's and we're being delivered our lunch Amazing. right now. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's about staying relevant and evolving. And, I, and there's so many, specifically so many LGBT queer medias across the nation who are kind of falling by the wayside. And I don't entirely blame it on the lack of evolution, but gosh, that is a huge part of it. You just have to embrace and evolve is it the same challenge you think that you guys face that like the denver post faces in the digital revolution or is it is your challenge in that somewhat unique just because of the lgbtq aspect i believe the dailies have it the hardest yeah because when you open up your email as an example you get your your tidbits of daily news just fed right to you like you don't need to go pick up a Denver post and I just it just kills me to say that but that's just the reality and and they face an evolution curve that's a lot steeper than ours we're fortunate because we have this 40-year legacy that provides us an audience that's kind of exclusive to our genre and 
there's not anyone out there that's really doing what we do. There's other medias will step into our space, you know, during Pride's perfect example, you know, the Denver Post, not Denver Post, but the uh, Denver Business Journal, amazing partner in, in the media world. So there's other medias will step into our space, but we really are the one, only ones that do it to the degree that we do it. And I think that will always garner eyeballs and readers. As long, I always say this, as long as mommies and daddies are popping out gabies, we will have a I think place. that's still happening. I, it, it, it's likely yeah. going to happen for yeah. another year or two, at least. At least. At least, <laughs> right. at least through this first term of You Know Who. <laughs> Jerry, last question for you. What, what's the most rewarding thing for you about being the publisher at Outfront Colorado? Oh, my gosh. So, I, when, it, when the opportunity to acquire Outfront was presented to me, I have to be honest, uh, it was in a voicemail, and I deleted the voicemail. Didn't even return the call. Why? I wasn't interested. Like, you know, when you're born and raised in yeah. Colorado and there's the gay media, it's called out front and it sits over there in the corner of the bar or that coffee shop. <laughs> no it's just that thing. Like, who wants to own that? Well, why didn't you want to? What, what changed your mind? Uh, two really, really influential um, friends said the next owner of Outfront needed to be me. It was clear to them and they saw they saw in me what I didn't see in myself. And I just trusted their coaching, and here I am. It is uh, a lot of times a little wind at your back. Lots of wind. That it, yeah, lots of wind. I, or, I've benefited from that in my in my time here too. It's kind of cool. Yeah, and yeah, and I think that you have to be very respectful and honor the the torch and the torch and responsibility that's been handed to me. Yeah. And that's probably the most moving and touching thing is that I realize I'm carrying on a legacy that, uh, wow, it's just, uh, it's amazing. That and I was sitting next to a, a historian at a dinner. This was about two years ago. Um, and anyway, I told him I was the owner of Outfront. And he literally stopped the circus that we were in, you know, at this dinner and turned to me and said, you need to know that... You are the keeper of our history. There's not another organization. There's not any, no one is tracking what, where we've come and how we've got to where we are today other than gay media. And so that's a huge burden, you know, but mm -hmm. it's also exciting and that's the best part just to know that we're such an integral part of our culture. Anything else you'd like to add? No, just that no. I love you and I love that you are venturing into podcast world and you're continuing to also evolve. I yeah. love you too. Thank you for giving me five minutes. You bet. Shall we eat our lunch? Let's eat. Let's eat. I'm starving. <laughs> okay. Thank you again, Jerry Cunningham, for being on the podcast. You know, and I don't know if you can tell from listening right there, but you know, Jerry kind of gets, uh, gets choked up when he talks about... Um, what he does for Outfront and, and just the importance of it and, and the fact that it is, you know, uh, kind of the only real hardcore sort of documentation of the community over the decades. It's an important job. He takes it very seriously. And I know I know he wants you to as well. You know, another thing I was uh, talking to Jerry about is uh, something that I joke about sometimes, which is th the fact that Aurora has no gay bar. <laughs> and I know, you know, Denver is right next door. But still, look, Aurora is the third largest city in Colorado. And not only does it not have a gay bar, it doesn't have, despite having nearly three quarters of a million residents there, there's no LGBTQ specific resources. 
But guess what it is going to have on August 5th? The first ever LGBTQ Pride Celebration. Yeah, produced by Outfront. That's August 5th. I'm sure you're going to see and hear a lot more in the coming weeks about that in both Outfront Magazine and Outfront.com. So check that out. August 5th, Aurora LGBTQ Pride. How cool is that? But before that, a few program notes. DJ Markey, I hope you'll come and uh, check me out. My next gig at Tracks is going to be on first Friday. That is going to be Friday, July the 7th. We're going to kind of have a, a cowboy, cowgirl theme going on uh, next weekend at Tracks. Theme for first Friday, the biggest women's party in North America, definitely that I know of. Babes and Boots. And then the very next day, Saturday, is another edition of Glitterball at Tracks Nightclub in the main room. I will be there starting at 9 o'clock. It's going to be Glitterball Cow Bitches. And we're going to welcome back uh, a special guest, a guy that we had, uh, I think that was last year, early last year, Steve Grand, as we celebrate Rocky Mountain Regional Gay Rodeo Weekend. Steve Grand's going to perform July 8th for my Glitterball, and also there'll be a meet and greet with Steve Grand. Steve Grand, you might know, is acclaimed by some to be the first openly gay male country musician to attract mainstream attention around the United States. So please check that out and to find out when and where I'm playing at any given time, uh, just check my Facebook, facebook.com forward slash DJ Marky Denver. In the meantime, thanks for listening to 5 Minutes with Marky. Please subscribe on iTunes, leave a comment, leave a rating. It helps other people find me. Coming up next time, I recently took a long overdue visit to the Gender Identity Center. I know, right? Had a great conversation with Dr. Karen Scarpella. That's next time on 5 Minutes with Marky.